Welcome to the Middling Manager Hub podcast, where we focus on the manager role in being a bridge between the individual employees and our organizations. Employers and employees both have needs, and in a perfect world, those needs match up for a win-win. As managers, we're often caught in the middle of, of brokering the relationship between employer and employee when those needs and values don't match perfectly. Building effective teams with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered teams of tomorrow benefits all parties, the organization, the individual teammates, and also the manager. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and today we're diving into the critical issue of employee turnover, particularly amongst new hires. We'll explore the high costs associated with frequent turnover and discuss how organizations can create more effective onboarding programs to retain employees for longer periods. So grab your headphones and let's get going. For many of us, hiring new employees isn't an everyday occurrence. Thank goodness, it's a ton of work. The hope and dream is that we hire strong candidates who will thrive in the role, find meaning, stick around for many years as they develop into strong, knowledgeable, and effective employees. But as hiring managers, we sometimes face some obstacles that make it challenging to recruit, hire, and then onboard new employees. Maybe there are changes to recruitment specs, or perhaps there are procedural or system issues that make it hard for us to feel confident with the process. Personally, I face the issue of having the new hire workflow process change so frequently that I haven't always known the correct, or should I say, current timelines and procedures. I once hired a new employee where the hiring process changed from one month to the next, and then three weeks later, it had changed again. I've run into unwritten requirements by recruiters and faced long gaps between my actions and requests and those of HR specialists within the organization and moving the process forward in a timely manner. While this is frustrating for me as a hiring manager, it's even more frustrating for the potential new hire and doesn't do my organization any favors improving to a new hire that they made a good decision to join the team. When a new hire accepts a job, they're placing a great deal of trust in a new manager and a new organization they likely don't know very well. Starting a new job is a stressful time, and it's our opportunity as managers to help make the transition for the new hire and our teams as simple and smooth as possible. First, let's address some alarming statistics. According to a recent report from Qualtrics, the honeymoon phase of new employees at a company is rapidly shrinking. Only 38% of new employees who've been with an organization for less than six months plan to stay for three years or more. For frontline workers, this number is even lower, with just 34% committed to staying long-term. What's even more concerning is that new hires are experiencing a decline in engagement and a sense of inclusion. 65% of new hires say they're highly engaged with their job, which is a 1% decrease from the previous year. 66% feel included at their company, a 4% drop from the year before. So why is this happening? Qualtrics chief workplace psychologist, Benjamin Granger, identifies two significant hypotheses. First, As employers offer higher salaries to attract talent, many new employees accept jobs with the promise of more money, only to find that they don't enjoy the role attached to the higher pay. Secondly, organizations seem to be prioritizing talent recruitment over onboarding. 
a survey of HR executives showed that while 50% consider talent attraction and hiring as a top priority, only 41% feel the same way about onboarding. This pattern is echoed by Corn Ferry, which found that employees leaving within the first 6 to 12 months often cited feeling out of sync with the company's culture or mission, not understanding their impact, and discovering unclear responsibilities. Clearly, there's a need for a more comprehensive approach to onboarding, and it should be given the same level of priority as talent recruitment. It's essential that HR and talent management teams treat the hiring and onboarding process as sister experiences. Managers should also be well-versed in the organization's onboarding processes and ensure that the red carpet treatment candidates receive during recruitment continues once they become employees. Let's explore a horror story about a new hire who had a terrible onboarding experience, leading to their sudden departure and leaving the business in a difficult situation. Meet Sarah, a highly experienced marketing professional who was eagerly recruited by a mid-sized advertising agency. The agency was known for its innovative campaigns and dynamic team. Sarah had high hopes and was excited about her new role as a senior account manager. On her first day, she arrived at the office filled with enthusiasm. However, things quickly took a turn for the worse. Her onboarding was disorganized and chaotic. Her manager, John, was preoccupied with urgent client meetings, and Sarah was left to fend for herself. The HR department had overlooked her pre-boarding entirely, failing to provide her with essential paperwork or even introduce her to the team. As the days went by, Sarah felt increasingly isolated. She struggled to understand the company's culture and policies and had no clear idea of her job responsibilities. Despite her attempts to reach out to colleagues, many were just too busy to help, and her questions went unanswered. It became evident that this marketing company had a significant disconnect between HR and the rest of the organization, especially in terms of onboarding new employees. A month into her role, Sarah was assigned to a major client project with tight deadlines. She was unsure of her responsibilities and was given very little guidance. The pressure and stress were overwhelming, and she made several mistakes on the project. Her manager, John, criticized her openly in front of the team, further demoralizing her. Feeling unsupported and frustrated, Sarah made the difficult decision to resign. She couldn't endure the lack of proper onboarding, the miscommunication, and the unsupportive work environment any longer. Her abrupt departure left the business in a lurch, as the client project she was working on became delayed and her clients were left dissatisfied. The agency had to scramble to reassign her accounts and find a replacement, incurring additional recruitment costs and risking further client attrition. This horror story highlights the real-world consequences of a bad onboarding experience. It not only led to the loss of a valuable employee, but also caused financial losses and damage to the agency's reputation. It serves as a stark reminder of the importance of effective onboarding processes in ensuring that new hires can integrate smoothly into their roles and contribute to the organization's success. To address these issues, let's discuss a four-step process to create an employee onboarding program that reduces turnover. Step one, pre-boarding. Pre-boarding begins as soon as an employee accepts an offer before their first day. It's about making the new employee feel comfortable and prepared. This includes providing required paperwork, practical information about the workplace, and using onboarding management software to streamline the process. 
It's about setting up the new hire for success by removing barriers and making sure they're ready to roll once they start on day one. The Stein Seedcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything Stein, shares insight from company leaders, growers, agronomists, and more. Listen to the Stein Seedcast today. Stein has yield, 45 years of yield. Step two, orientation. The first day of onboarding involves assigning a mentor, giving a workplace tour, outlining company values, and ensuring that new hires have time to observe and build relationships. Onboarding software can help track this process. This is a great time to reinforce information provided during the hiring process about timelines, expectations, and overall providing a welcome atmosphere where the new hire can feel good about their decision to join the team. It's important to encourage questions and open communication from the start. The last thing you want is for frustrations and uncertainty to weigh on the new hire as they acclimate to the new work environment. Orientation isn't necessarily a one-day, one-conversation kind of experience. Orientation is literally orienting the new hire to the company and team culture, which may require repetition and reinforcement. Step three, training. This step equips employees with the knowledge and skills they need for their roles, ensuring a match between expectations and responsibilities. Mentors can play a crucial role in providing support and addressing knowledge gaps. I have found it helpful to provide a training calendar to help set proper expectations for the training process. In some cases, I've utilized an extremely detailed calendar with line items for every training course, processes and procedures, compliance and certification, product knowledge, etc. There are some drawbacks though to being so precise and inclusive. Not only does it take significant time for the manager to plan and organize, but it's also possible to overschedule and create dissatisfaction or even a sense of failure for the new hire when the calendar isn't followed exactly. In other instances, I've used a training schedule with broader brush strokes, which turns out to be my personal preference as it requires less time to create at the training plan and it allows for flexibility in the training process which allows the new hire a level of autonomy and ownership in completing the various elements of their training. Step four, after completing initial training, employees should start working in their new roles. This phase involves setting measurable, actionable goals and having a mentor or manager available to evaluate progress, identify knowledge gaps, and provide ongoing support. Over the past 20 plus years, I've discovered that getting new hires operational quickly benefits them in the long run. No one takes a new job hoping to be stuck in training for days or weeks or even months on end. They want to get to work. Sure, they understand training is important and they have a lot to learn, but as much as is feasible, let them learn by doing. Mentors are a great resource for regular check-ins with the new hires as they review knowledge and skills and are available to answer questions. A manager can fill this role, but it's often nice to have a non-direct supervisor who creates an open and safe space to ask questions and express concerns without fear of the new hire looking foolish in front of the new manager. A solid mentor relationship can create a lasting peer relationship and teach the new hire how to utilize resources beyond the manager. The value of onboarding training is paramount in today's job market, where one in three new hires quits within the first 90 days. Some don't even last the week or even the first day. 
An effective onboarding program is a proactive way to prevent employee churn and its negative impacts, which include increased costs, reduced productivity, lower morale, and potential damage to your organization's reputation. Let's take a look at four real-world examples of new hire turnover to illustrate the significant costs associated with recruiting, hiring, and training new employees, and to understand why trends suggest that employees are staying with employers for shorter periods. Example one, the tech startup turnover. Imagine a tech startup that hires software engineers at a premium salary to stay competitive in the market. These engineers are recruited with the promise of cutting-edge projects and creative work environment. However, within a few months, they start leaving, citing dissatisfaction with their roles. The cost of their recruitment, high salaries, and the investment made in onboarding and training are now wasted. In many cases, the lost time is most important. Three months with the wrong or dissatisfied employee is three months lost as the onboarding process starts all over. Example two, retail employee turnover. Consider a retail chain that hires seasonal workers during peak shopping seasons. Many of these new hires leave within a few months, sometimes even weeks due to factors like inconsistent scheduling and lack of job security. The cost of recruiting, training, and uniform provision adds up significantly. The constant need to rehire and retrain seasonal staff impacts the company's bottom line and customer service quality. As managers, we typically are able to hire for what we need, not what we want. Oftentimes, we're able to hire for less than what we need. For example, in years past, I may have had an FTE, full-time employee, a budget for something like 10.3 employees, meaning I could hire full-time, part-time, peak-time employees up to 10.3 FTE allowance. Except that a cap is often placed many times at the end of the year as a way to cut expenses and hit revenue goals. And I am only allowed to hire 80% of my FTE budget. So instead of eight full-time, four part-time, and one peak-time employee for a total of 10.3 FTE, I'm really only allowed 8.25 FTE. So I adjust seven full-time, two part-time, and one peak. So my staff and I are already working at a deficit based on need. If I also factor in two new hires leaving after we spent two months training, our deficit grows even wider, placing a greater burden on the existing staff and myself. This isn't good for anyone, but it is very common. I once hired a new employee only to have them not show up on their first day. That was after a two-month search process, another month through HR for background checks and approvals, regular communication with the new hire for pre-boarding, and speaking to her on the phone the day before. She simply didn't show up and then ghosted me afterwards. To say I was perturbed would be an understatement, but there was a silver lining. In this case, I lost time, three months of time in the process as I had to return to square one in the hiring process, but the sunk cost was minimal compared to what it could have been. And upon later reflection, I consider myself fortunate that this employee didn't even start and waste another three to six months or more of my time and my organization's money. Example three, manufacturing industry turnover. In a manufacturing plant, employees are hired and trained to operate complex machinery. Due to lack of effective onboarding and safety training, 
some new hires make costly errors, leading to equipment damage and safety incidents. The turnover in this scenario is not just in terms of employees leaving, but also the potential for accidents or production delays. The cost extends to repairs, downtime, and more importantly, the company's reputation. Example four, healthcare industry turnover. In the healthcare sector, nurses are in high demand and hospitals often compete to hire and retain them. However, if nurses feel overworked, unsupported, or overwhelmed due to a lack of orientation and support, they may leave their positions within a few months. The cost here includes not only recruitment expenses, but also potential medical errors and patient dissatisfaction, which can lead to legal consequences and damage to the hospital's reputation. In all of these situations, the common theme is that the cost of new hire turnover goes beyond the initial investment in recruitment, hiring, and training. It includes wasted resources, disruptions in operations, potential safety and quality issues, and damage to an organization's reputation. The trend of shorter employee tenures can be attributed to a failure to provide adequate onboarding and support, misalignment between employees' expectations and actual job roles, and an increasing willingness among employees to seek alternative employment if their needs and expectations are not met. To combat this trend, Organizations should prioritize comprehensive onboarding and retention strategies to ensure that employees remain engaged, motivated, and committed to the organization for the long term. In conclusion, the high cost of rampant turnover amongst new hire employees is a pressing issue. To mitigate this, organizations should prioritize onboarding just as they do talent recruitment. By implementing a comprehensive, onboarding program, businesses can improve employee retention, reduce turnover, and ultimately set new hires up for long-term success. When we take the time and make the effort to empower the individual to work at their best, our teams also work at their best. When our teams function at their peak, the sky's the limit for what they can achieve personally and what they can accomplish for the organization. Thank you for joining us on the Middling Manager Hub podcast and stay tuned for more insightful discussions on the challenges facing managers today. Managing staff is often challenging and sometimes feels like a thankless job. But what we do as managers is critical to the success of the organization at large as well as the well-being of every employee we work with. So continue to lead with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered teams of tomorrow. Ew, gotta get rid of this old Backstreet Boys t-shirt. Tell me why. Because it stinks, boys. Tell me why. I've washed it so many times, but the odor won't come out. Tell me why. No, you tell me why I can't get rid of this odor. Have you tried Downy Rinse and Refresh? It doesn't just cover up odors. It helps remove them. Wow, it worked, guys. Yeah. Downy Rinse and Refresh removes more odor in one wash than the leading value detergent in three washes. Find it wherever you buy laundry products.